Yes, Lord, we do magnify you in this place tonight. We choose to set our affection upon you. We choose to look away from all those things that would distract. And on purpose, we focus our love, our affection, and our attention upon you. Do you agree with that? Amen and amen. Pastor Tom, thank you for singing that song up there, group. Because that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Y'all can go ahead and be seated. We are going to talk about, oh, magnify the Lord. There's so many different opportunities in this life, and particularly when we are living right now, to magnify everything else. I mean, you can get consumed with the problems and things that are going on around us. And have you ever noticed that the more you talk about something, the bigger it gets? I mean, it can be a little problem and you just call everybody you know and talk, start talking about it. And by the end of the day, it's huge because all you've focused on and all you've talked about is the problem. And you know, it's a lot easier. Well, I don't know that's easier, but it's a lot better choice to talk about Jesus and to talk about the answer. One of our good minister friends, he's been here before, Mark Kankins, his parents were pastors. And, you know, when you're a pastor, there's, you, you hear a lot of stuff. When you're in life, you hear a lot of stuff. But when you're a pastor, you hear a lot of stuff sometimes about the people in your church or about other ministers. And he was, as a kid, he said he would remember that folks would come over and they'd be eating at their table and somebody would start talking about, well, did you hear what sister so-and-so did? Did you hear about minister so-and-so and pastor so-and-so? And his mother just had this habit. When people would start talking about somebody else, she'd just stop and she'd lift up her hands and say, Start singing this old song. Let's talk about Jesus. Let's talk about Jesus. He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. And I don't remember what the rest of it is. But let's talk about Jesus more and more. Amen. And I think that is a choice that all of us need to be making right now. Let's talk about him more and more. Our God is the most high God. He's the one who deserves all of our glory and all of our praise. There's nothing or there's no one that can compare to him. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Amen. Let's stop magnifying the trouble and the problems of life. Let's magnify the Lord. And I just hear him say, come on up higher. Hallelujah. Come up above those things. Come and take our rightful seat in him. Amen. He's got a perspective that's higher than our perspective. Let's see things from where he is. And let's see things from what his word says about it. Amen. I found this scripture over in Colossians chapter 3, verse 2. Well, I didn't just find it. It's always been in there, but I read it out of the message translation. And I like this. Don't shuffle along. Eyes to the ground. 
absorbed with things right in front of you. It's so easy to get tunnel vision and all we're looking at is the problem. Don't get so absorbed with the things right in front of you, but instead look up and be alert to what's going on around in Christ. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. Can I get an amen? That's a good word. Let's see things from his perspective. Let's get absorbed with Christ and his word. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us, that just said it there, to look up. But the Bible says in many places to look up. One of them is look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now we know that the rapture is a reality. And I believe it because the signs of the time are everywhere that soon and very soon we're going to see the king. But the rapture is not something that we just are praying, please, please, please come because we need this escape clause. We need to get out of here and we got to get out of here in a hurry. No, that's not why we're looking up. We're looking up because we're ready. We're rapture ready. We're looking up, but we are also looking up because we know when we look unto Jesus that we can live victorious right here, right now. We don't have this perspective, but when we all get to heaven, it's going to be wonderful. We'll sing and shout the victory and we certainly will, but we can sing and shout the victory right here, right now. We can have days of heaven on the earth when hell is breaking out all around us. But not for us. The world is getting darker. That's that's no surprise. That's what the Bible said. That gross darkness would cover the earth. And that's happening. But it's not going to cover me. I'm not going to let gross nothing cover me. Especially not gross darkness. We're the light of the world. And we're, we're called to shine, 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 shine for Jesus. Amen. Amen. Magnify him. So I just want to read some scriptures tonight. I love the book of Psalms. I love the entire Bible. But you know, if you ever, you're like, I don't even know how to express my praise to the Lord. And we can do it in tongues and that's wonderful. But there's so many Psalms that you can hook up with. And just read a Psalm about praise and you'll start getting your praise on. <laughs> so here's one that I really, really like. And David, if you will look at many of these Psalms. He wasn't just praising the Lord when everything was going great. Many of these Psalms that he wrote was when he was in the midst of a horrible situation, facing a test and trial, but yet he chose. Everybody say he chose. He chose to praise the Lord anyhow. And that's why I love how he writes these beautiful Psalms. Psalms 145. I want to read this out of the NLT verse one through four. I will exalt you, my God and my King. I will praise your name forever and ever. I will praise you every day. Yes, I will praise you 
forever. Then read verse 3 with me. I love this one. It's up there on the screen, I think. Verse 3. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. No one can measure His greatness. Hallelujah. I think we ought to just praise Him for a moment. He is most worthy of praise. No other one deserves the praise due to His name. Hallelujah. And then verse 4, pastor mentioned your children being blessed, your grandchildren. Verse 4, let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. There is a cause to relate to our children and our grandchildren that God is good and God is great and He is good all the time. There's a lot of perversion out there. There's a lot of false doctrine out there. There's a lot of humanism out there and all this garbage. But we are instructed to tell our children, tell our grandchildren how mighty our God is. He, nothing or no one compares to Him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And you know, another thing is when we're believing God for something in our households, in our families, and it manifests, don't just you and your spouse just like rejoice. Look what God has done. Woo, woo, woo. Are you by yourself? Let your kids know. Let your grandkids know. I want to tell you something here. I want to tell you how good God is. Let me just tell you how he broke, he had this breakthrough for us financially. Let me just tell you how he healed my body, how he restored relationships. Speak of the goodness of God. There's so much superhero stuff and superhero worship in the movies and all of this stuff. And you know, I'm not against any of that but you know Superman and I know there's a lot more current ones but that's my decade my year my century I guess the other century (laughs) Superman or whoever that's okay but God is God and he doesn't have to it's not fiction The mighty acts and the mighty deeds that our God has done. Magnify Him. Tell your kids. Tell your grandkids. Read them Bible stories. How He split the Red Sea. How He shut the mouth of the lion. I mean how He took the Hebrew children out of that fiery furnace. He protected them. Those are real. They're not fables. Our God is great. He's to be magnified. Now what does it mean to magnify something? Well, have you ever had to use a magnifying glass? Boy, even with glasses on, if I want to thread a needle these days, I still need a magnifying glass. Why? The magnifying glass makes something bigger. And these definitions of magnify are simple. To make greater in size, status, importance. To enlarge. But I never really thought about this one, this definition of magnify. To raise on high, to elevate, 
to lift up, to exalt. That's a definition of magnify. That's what we're doing tonight. We're, talk, we're exalting God. We're raising Him up. We're elevating Him up. Nothing or no one compares to Him. God is great. And He's not going to get any greater. He's not going to get any bigger. He already is. But He can in our eyes. That's why we need to meditate on these things. Look at these scriptures. And as we do, it expands us on the inside. It expands our capacity to see even another fastness, facet of our God and how vast is His love, how awesome is His mercy expanding and getting bigger on the inside of us. Now, we've already been quoting this scripture and this would be our foundational scripture for tonight. And it's Psalms 34. We're going to uh, read verse 1 through 5. We'll be stopping and commenting on some of these verses. But we'll begin in verse 1. I will bless the Lord at all time. His praise shall once in a while be in my mouth. No, continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. We've been quoting this, so read it with me. Verse 3. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. <laughs> oh, the psalmist David said, I will bless the Lord. I will bless him, not curse him. There's nothing that grieves me anymore than to hear our wonderful Father, Father God's name taken in vain. We're not to curse him. We're to bless him. Hallelujah. I remember this story of Pastor John Osteen. Many of you don't know who he was, but he was Joel Osteen's father. And uh, he was a powerful man of God. One of the best pastors, I believe, that ever lived. I loved his ministry. But anyway, he was in this elevator one day. And all these guys were in there and they were cursing. And they were taking God's name in vain. So he had just... Took it as long as he could. Then all of a sudden, he raised up his hands and he started saying, Praise the Lord! Let God be magnified! Oh God, you're so awesome! And they all backed up against the wall of the elevator. It scared them. What are you doing? He said, Well, you're cursing him. And I demand equal time. I'm going to bless him. <laughs> Hallelujah! <laughs> Let's bless the Lord. Not curse him. Amen? So this little uh, passage that we just read here, it said one of the phrases is that we are to bless him continually. So I looked some stuff up in the Spirit-filled Bible, and it said this about praise and worship continually. It says here that the word praise is from the Hebrew word, it looks like tequila, but I know that's not what it is, tequila or something like that. But, and it says it refers to a hymn of praise or singing spontaneous praises to God. Then I really love this part. When the heart is full of praise, it will find expression. We are always to be singing praises unto our Lord. And then there's a couple of things I wanted to point out. It says sing as an exercise of faith, which will invoke deliverance. 
And this one was great. Sing as a transforming remedy for fear, which will cause fear to leave and bring boldness. I love that. And it made me think about when I saw that sing as a transforming remedy for fear. Yeah. Made me think about, you know, as kids. I don't know if any of you have ever been maybe in a dark street or dark alley out in the country. We were out in a dark pasture. I mean, there were no street lights out there. And, you know, maybe you get stuck away from home and it's dark. And you start seeing these little eyes in the bushes and you don't know if it's Flossie the cow or Wiley the coyote. So, you know, you're like, ah! But what do kids do? I know what we used to do. You start singing. You start whistling in the dark because you're thinking, well, if I sing, if I whistle, I won't feel so long. This says, this kind of confirms it. Singing is a remedy for fear. So when you feel like, ah, I am afraid and all this stuff is coming against me, just start singing how good God is. Start magnifying him. Now we are in the holiday season and I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but I'm sure some of you have already started watching those Christmas movies. And one of my favorite, and I won't ask again if you've watched it yet, is Elf. But I want to quote Elf to you tonight. He says this, and it helped, it, it saved the day, this singing. Elf said this, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. And you know, (laughs) we may not all supposed to record, but we are all supposed to sing. Some of us, it might be better if you're going to sing loud, sing in the shower loud or sing in the car with your windows rolled up where nobody else can hear you. I used to pray that the Lord would help me sing, but I have recently discovered now that I need to pray for George that God would help him sing, you know, anyway. So if you have, if you're one of those kind of folks that your family's like, I'd rather you not sing loud for all to hear, find your place, find your spot. And I know that in the natural, I don't have a great voice. But a lot of times, like a pastor's gone or he goes to work out, that's when I'm running through the house or running down the hallelujah hallway and raising my hands and singing at the top of my voice. Praise the Lord. Yeah. I'm going to get some cameras. <laughs> He's going to get some cameras so he can see that. <laughs> or in the shower. But again, I thought that was great. We all need to have a praise going continually in our heart. And not just songs that we know. Over in Ephesians chapter 5, it talks about let everybody sing. Have a psalm. Everyone should have a psalm. Have a a song coming from your spirit. Magnify God out of your own heart. Again, It's not to be recorded, and it's not going to be a famous number one hit song, but express from your own heart. Uh, Amen? Amen. And then this psalm that we just read, he really was taught where he said, Oh, magnify the Lord. There's another little note that I read out of the Spirit-filled Bible. And he said, this means that we can grow in our confidence in our Father. He can get bigger in our eyes. 
Just think about this. How often as a child, maybe you remember doing it yourself or your own kids, that they are convinced that his or her father is so big. My daddy is bigger than your daddy. My daddy can beat your daddy up. Or my daddy is so great. And all of these things. My daddy can do anything. Well, then as a child begins to grow and mature, they they realize that that's not necessarily the case. And they probably stop walking around telling everybody that my daddy's going to beat your daddy up and he's bigger than your daddy. As we grow, that declaration changes. But this is what it pointed out here. For the child of God, the opposite should be true. As we grow and understand the greatness of our Father God and His love for us and His power toward us, power toward us, we should find ourselves boasting about Him to anyone who will listen. I love that. It should be the opposite. As a kid growing up and understanding these things and limitations that their natural father has, but as a child of God, when we mature and we keep growing in Him, we ought to just be boasting all the time. We ought to just be getting more and more confident. My Father God really can do anything. My Father God really is the biggest and the greatest hallelujah that ever existed now i know that some some of us not me i did have a wonderful father in the natural but i know some of you maybe you didn't have a very loving father or maybe he wasn't even present in your life but i want to say to you tonight you've got a daddy daddy now Oh, magnify Him. Exalt Him. Your Father God loves you with an everlasting love. There's no end to His love. Get confident in how much God loves you. Get confident in how much He wants to do in your life. Amen? Can I get an amen? So what happens when we begin to magnify the Lord. Well, I'm glad you asked. Verse 4 of Psalms 34. We'll keep, keep reading here. I sought the Lord, and He heard me, and He delivered me from all my fears. They looked to Him and were radiant, and their faces were not ashamed. So what we magnify. What we're looking at is what we're going to radiate. That kindled the flame this year. That was my message. What are you radiating? And one of the definitions of radiate is simply this. Reflecting beams of light. Vividly bright and shining. Glowing. Hallelujah. And that said, when we look to Him, we're going to be Radiant. When we look to Him, we're going to be beams of light coming out of Him. When we look to Him, we're going to be a glow. And we're going to be burning with His presence. We're going to be, it says reflecting. We're going to be reflecting Him around us and around to people around us. That's what we need to be magnifying. Magnifying. The Lord. Reflect the Lord. 
I know that we're coming up on Thanksgiving next week. And some of you may be around relatives and, and maybe they're not born again. And, and it seems like there's always one in the bunch. There's a relative that knows how to push your buttons. Well, don't let them push your buttons. Don't let them get you off course of being thankful and being grateful. Instead, you just, before you go to that meal or whatever, you just make sure that you've been reflecting on him and walk in there prayed up. Walk in there ready to radiate. Hallelujah. With the love of God. And if something comes up and they're trying to get the conversation off and get you in strife and get on, on things that cause dissension, one of our friends said, what well, just distract be a distractor. They start talking about this or let's talk about that and it's not good. Just say, hmm. Is that grandma's pumpkin pie that I smell? And just exit to the kitchen and start eating. That's always a good good thing to do. Anyway, we're going to radiate the love of God. And what you know what people need to see? Jesus in us and on us. Some Christians act like it's spiritual to be sad, to be heavy. And carrying all these weights and all these cares, walking around like this. And someone will walk up to them, oh, sister, what's wrong? Are you okay? I'm just under a heavy load. I've been praying all day. Oh, so much to pray about. So many problems. No, if we're really magnifying him. Looking to the answer, we're not going to be walking around carrying those heavy burdens. If you're tempted to have a care, what are we supposed to do with it? Y'all know. First Peter 5, 7, cast our cares over upon the Lord. Amen. Amen. But I think that's one of the things, too, about what we're radiating, it's going to show up. You know, you put on a, a garment. Thank God all of you have on garments tonight. You put on garments. You put on clothes before you came to church tonight. Well, there's spiritual garments that we need to be putting on. Let's look at this. Isaiah chapter 61, verse 3. To console those who mourn in Zion. To give them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they might be called the trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. That he might be glorified. In the Amplified it says to give them an ornament, a garment, beauty for ashes. And then it says the oil of joy instead of mourning. The garment of expressive praise. Hallelujah. So we are to be wearing expressive praise. Unto the Lord. Listen to this about that word their garment in the Hebrew. Shows praise as more than a piece of clothing casually thrown over the shoulders. It literally teaches us to wrap or cover ourselves with the garment of praise. And leave no openings through which hostile elements can penetrate wrap 
ourselves. You can see that in the spiritual Bible in this passage. And it, to wrap or to cover ourselves with a garment of praise to the degree that there are no openings. Hallelujah. Because we know the enemy tries to penetrate. But put on the garment of praise. And he can't get through that. I think that brings a new meaning to get your praise on. Magnify the Lord. Exalt the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise brings power on the scene. Now, I have a little handout tonight. I'm not going to have time to go through all these scriptures. I don't know if the ushers have them or what. You guys got one? Okay. Well, you go ahead. Maybe we'll give them to them at the end. They'll be at the end back there, and I'll just read it to you, and you'll be able to pick one up at the end. But it's a, a little acrostic about praise. Listen to this. P stands for, and the reason I want you to pick it up, but there's scriptures on here which we won't go into. P stands for it pushes back the enemy. R... It releases God's power. A, it gives access to the presence of God. I, it increases your capacity to receive from God. S, sustains you in tough times. E, establishes and encourages your Heart. Isn't that good? Praise, we know the Bible says, steals the enemy. It's a weapon that we can use. <laughs> and that's why I've talked so much about magnifying the Lord. Because that's what praising is. It's focusing on, on Him and telling Him how big and how awesome he is. And it causes the enemy to be stilled and to be silenced. That verse will be on this handout for you. Praise is powerful. Hallelujah. And the Bible says we are going to pray here in just a moment. The Bible says that when we come to pray, in Philippians chapter 4 verse 6, it says, Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. So, Father, tonight we do just want to offer up praise unto you. We thank you, Lord, that we've heard your word and you are worthy to be magnified. So we're going to do something a little different tonight. Instead of praying first, I've asked Pastor Tom, the group, that we're going to stand to our feet and we are going to just praise the Lord one more time. And then we're going to see where the Spirit of God directs us in our prayer time. Hallelujah. And keep this in mind that praise doesn't just steal the enemy. Praise destroys yokes and removes bondages. Wow, what a great word. Can you all hear me? Praise the Lord. What a wonderful word. You you talked about the weights. And what the Spirit of the Lord gave me as we were preaching this is that praise and worship will make you weightless. It's the weightlessness of worship. In other words, worship will remove the weights of this world. 
It's a way that you can live weight-free. Hallelujah. So let's do that right now as Pastor Brenda has taught and preached. Let's go ahead and praise and worship the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Go ahead, lift your hand before the Lord right where you are. You are high and exalted and worthy of praise. With our hearts we will love and adore. You are high and exalted and worthy of praise. Holy is the Lord. Weightless, that's how it was. Worship will make you weightless. But I just sense that there are people in here tonight that you're you're carrying some cares. And somebody is just saying, but you don't know. You just don't know what's going on in my life or in my relative's life. Well, you know, we are to care. We care about people, but we are not to take the care on. We're not designed to carry those weights and those worries. It'll begin to affect our own physical bodies and affect us mentally in every area, emotionally. In Philippians 4, 6, we quoted it, but in the Amplified it says, Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything... By prayer and petition, definite request, with thanksgiving, continue to make your your wants known unto God. 
So there's some folks either in here, I believe, and watching online. That anxiety has just been trying to overtake you. Even things that are happening in the world. If that's what we focus on, we can sense this fear trying to overtake us. So tonight, in Jesus' name, we need to take authority over that. But also, just as an act of will, and we're all going to do it with you as an act of our will. And as an act of just saying, Lord, I trust you. I'm going to stop magnifying this issue. I'm going to stop taking the cares. So I want everybody to put your hands like this. And you see whatever that is. If you don't have anything going on in your life right now, you just do it by faith. Hooking up with everybody else. You see that. It could be a person. It could be a financial situation. Whatever it may be. A sickness, a disease. See it right now in your hands. And then we're going to do this. And we're going to say, Father, I cast. Now do some casting. I cast it. I cast it over upon you. I cast it now over upon you. I refuse to fret. I refuse to be anxious. I refuse to worry. I refuse to magnify that problem any longer. I'm going to magnify you. Now let's lift our hands one more time. Ha 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 ha. You know, someone said that praise is the highest kind of prayer. So can we just sing that song one more time, Pastor Tom? It's a good one. <laughs> holy, holy, holy is the
go ahead and pray in the Holy Ghost with me for a moment, if you would. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you for that release, Lord. As you have released the weights of this world, and as you have turned them over to me, says the Lord, now there comes a release in your life, a release in your emotions, and an increase of the peace of God that passeth all understanding. For as you have given the weight to me, I return now to you with a release of peace. And I release you in your emotions. So be at peace and be at, be calm and be still and know that I am God. Hallelujah. But not only, not only the release of peace, but there's also coming a release even in the area of your finances. Things that have been held up, things that have been held back in the name of Jesus, no more worries about that. No more concerns about that. No more holding on to the care of that. And so shall there come a release and a breakthrough on your behalf. So open up your heart. Open up your mind and lift up your voice and say, I receive. I receive breakthroughs. I receive all that you provided for me. Oh, brikistamarine, amrondishelebronde, aprapasondre dishelamare, mengle basta. And even those cares about your physical being even those concerns about your body. Hallelujah. As you've released that to me, says the Lord, know this that I'm working in your body. Know this that I'm working in your temple. For you are my temple, says the Lord. You are not your own, and I am looking after you, and I am taking care of you, says the Lord. So lift your voice and lift up your hands and say the Holy Ghost is quickening me right now. He's quickening me in my heart. He's quickening me in my mind. He's quickening me in my body. He's quickening me in my finances. And so we speak a word of strength over your life tonight. We speak a word of health. We speak a word of healing. We speak a word. We speak a quickening word over your temple in the name of Jesus. Be quickened, be strengthened, be healed, be encouraged this night in the name of Jesus. Come on, saints, let's pray. Hallelujah. If any of those belong to you, you just lift up your voice and start thanking God. Glory to God. Say, it's mine, I have it now. Oh, Ricky Samaranda Lama. 
God is working in me. God is working for me. God is working on my behalf. <laughs> oh, we lift up our voice. We lift up our hands. Oh, we thank you, Lord, as we worship you tonight. We enter into a greater place. We enter into a larger place as we give you space in our life, as we give you place, as we magnify you. You come as sonre Oh, Father, thank you for moving, moving in every person in this auditorium tonight. Thank you for strengthening them, Lord. We come against discouragement. We come against disappointment in the name of Jesus. And we say, we say in the name of Jesus that God is moving. God is moving in my life. He's moving in my body. He's moving in my family. Come on, somebody. Is He moving in your family? Is He moving in your loved ones? You've released the weight of it. Praise God. And now, now it's time to praise Him. Now it's time to thank Him and give Him glory. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Om Ridisha Bandarama Doram and Ama. Oh, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We call every temple in this sanctuary healed and whole in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, from the crown of his head, Lord, to the soles of his feet. We thank you for the quickening power of the Spirit of God. You are working in this temple. You are working in this body. And, Lord, I thank you for my dear sister tonight in the name of Jesus that by the stripes of Jesus she is healed and made whole. We come against that which has come against her in Jesus' name. Come on, join your faith right now. Join your faith right now. Thank you, Father, for a great release. A great release. Things that have been held back, praise God, like we prayed about at that staff meeting. Things that have been held back are being released in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, devil, you are a defeated foe. You got to take your hands off of our property. You got to take your hands off of our finances. Take your hands off of our jobs. Take your hands off of our children in the name of Jesus. Oh, come on, somebody. Somebody get happy tonight. God is moving in this house tonight. God is not only moving in this house, but He's moving in your house where you're watching tonight. We say and speak a word of strength. We speak a word of healing. We speak a word of encouragement over your life in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, we're asking you to stretch forth your hand to all of our church family. To all of our members, we ask that you stretch forth your hand to those that are not here tonight. Stretch forth your hand and may your healing power flow into their very room. May your healing power flow into their very home tonight. Oh, we give you praise. We give you praise. Thank you for quickening our members, quickening our church, quickening all of our partners. We prophesy increase over them. We declare an increase of strength, an increase of peace, an increase of healing in Jesus' name. Woo! Glory to God. Come on, let's sing it one more time. You are high and exalted. Our hearts we will love and love. 
Praise God. You know what Thanksgiving does? Thanksgiving opens up the door for more. How many of you are interested in more of God in your life? More of the goodness of God. Amen. Gratitude and thanksgiving will increase your capacity to receive from Him. It's the door for more. As for me and my house, I'm going to go through that door every day. Amen. Amen. I want to encourage you tomorrow morning when you wake up, don't moan, don't groan, don't complain. Uh-uh, don't do that. What you give place to for the first eight minutes of your day determines the quality of your day. So if you wake up moaning and groaning and complaining, all you can expect all day is bad news. But on the other hand, if you get up and do a little dance, glory to God, say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for a good night's sleep. Thank you, Lord, for the blankets. Thank you, Lord, for my coffee. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for my house. Thank you, Lord, for my car. Thank you, Lord, for my friends. Come on, somebody. Glory to God. I think what we ought to have is we ought to have a gratitude list. We ought to keep it by our bedside and write down ten things that we're grateful for. And every day, get up and shout, get up and dance, and be thankful to the Lord. Amen.